Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. RingCentral, simpler communications. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Welcome to the MLB Daily Podcast, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am Brandon Karam. LJ is not here tonight. He will be back tomorrow. But the trade deadline has come and gone. Uh, We had a lot of moves to break down. And I don't really want to jump the gun on any of these big ones here, uh, as I would love to hear LJ's reaction to most of them. So I think what I'm going to do here is do more of a trade trade deadline overview, where I'm going to kind of go division by division, and I'm going to look at the teams and see, okay, who's buying, who's selling, you know, who 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 did what, and then tomorrow we can get down to the nitty gritty and actually look at some of these moves in depth. But I think first we'll just start off with the AL East, and I'll just basically run through it. The the AL East had four out of the five teams buying here. Uh, The Red Sox pick up Kyle Schwarber and Hansel Robles. The Rays, uh, they, they did a little bit of both buying and selling as they traded away Diego Castillo to the Mariners, that trade broke live on our show yesterday. Go and check that out if you would like to hear our very live initial reaction to that. But Tampa was very heavily in talks to get one of Max Scherzer or Chris Bryant. They end up getting neither. 
And probably their their biggest splash was uh, trading for Nelson Cruz, which was uh, a couple days prior to all of this madness going down. But uh, this is a Rays team that, you know, we have said it a couple times. You shouldn't really doubt what they're doing, especially when they were being both buyers and sellers here at the deadline. The other piece that they sell off is Rich Hill. They sent him to the Mets. And uh, I still very much think that they're going to be contenders. And they were just doing these trades to help bolster this team for the long run. But Rays are both buying and selling, but they're still contending. The Yankees were buyers picking up. Uh, they got Anthony Rizzo, Joey Gallo, Andrew Haney. And the Yankees are kind of going all in here without having to go over the luxury tax. The Cubs will be covering all of the money on that Anthony Rizzo deal. And the Yankees do exactly what they wanted to do. They get two left-handed bats in the lineup. They get a left-handed starting pitcher. They get some help in the bullpen by trading for Clay Holmes. And then Joely Rodriguez comes over in the Joey Gallo deal. So the Yankees, absolutely buyers. And then Toronto, who, believe it or not, were also buyers as they went out and traded for Jose Barrios which uh, was a move that got made very close to the actual trade deadline, excuse me. And so they trade for Jose Barrios. They also go out and they get Brad Hand, Joaquin Soria, and uh, Trevor Richards just trying to bolster up a bullpen that has not been good. Of course, the Blue Jays have one of the best offenses in the league. And they also see themselves as contenders, only a game behind the Yankees right now in the division. So you have the top four teams in the AL East all thinking that they can compete when the best case scenario, only three of them can make it. So very excited to see how the AL East uh, plays out. The Baltimore Orioles, they did not do anything at the deadline. They weren't going to do anything. It's not a surprise. The AL Central, the Chicago White Sox were the first team, and they were very active. Makes sense why they would want to go out and try to add a few pieces. They trade for Cesar Hernandez, who is a middle infielder. And in terms of pitching, they get a lot of help in the bullpen. They get Craig Kimbrell and Ryan Tapera from their crosstown, excuse me, their crosstown rival, the Chicago Cubs, two really high leverage arms that they're throwing into this bullpen that already had uh, really good relievers like Liam Hendricks, like a Michael Kopech, Aaron Bummer's been good, and they're just adding to the depth here. And it's going to be fun to see how Tony Larusa uses uh, these guys, but they're absolutely still in it. Cleveland Indians were sellers as they traded away both Eddie Rosario, when I'm going to talk about that trade in a little bit, and they traded away Cesar Hernandez. Uh, They're just trying to cut salary here. They're sitting currently at 500. 
they know they have no reason to compete this year. Right now, their current salaries sit at fifty million. That is half of what their payroll was payroll was in twenty twenty. But the Guardians, as I start calling them, I should start practicing. The Guardians will be uh, certainly not in contention here in the second half. The Detroit Tigers, uh, they did not make very many moves here at the deadline either, uh, as they sit six games under 500. They've certainly overperformed this year, but I can't confidently say that um, they're going to do anything uh, as they don't make any moves this week. Makes sense. This is still a young team, still trying to develop all those pitchers, et cetera, et cetera. The Kansas City Royals are kind of in the same group as the Tigers. They were sellers a little bit. They trade away Jorge Soler to the Braves. But other than that, not very busy in the trade market. Thought they might try to deal a guy like Scott Barlow or Greg Holland, but they do not. So, yeah, Kansas City, kind of the same situation as the Tigers. And the Twins, they were very big sellers as they are able to trade away uh, Nelson Cruz, and then they trade away Jose Barrios. Uh, they trade J-Hap to the St. Louis Cardinals, excuse me, and yeah, they said they couldn't get anything done with with Byron Buxton, who currently has a broken hand. They were trying to sign him to a contract extension, and he was unable to come to terms with them. They end up not trading him. So interested to see how that situation plays out, but it makes sense for the Twins to sell, trading away Nelson Cruz earlier, trading away uh, Jose Barrios, and you know, why not? Because they're able to cut payroll with it. They're able to get prospects in return. They're out of it this year already. Totally, totally makes sense. And they have been one of the teams that has underperformed the most to the preseason expectations. To the NL West. And first up, we have the Houston Astros. Now, the Astros, in terms of their lineup don't make very many changes uh they add three relievers as they trade for kendall graveman and rafael montero from the seattle mariners and from miami they trade for yimmy garcia so now the back end of that bullpen might look something like ryan stanick yimmy garcia kendall graveman ryan presley and this is a Houston bullpen that has struggled this year. So to be able to add three pitchers who at least are comfortable handling late game situations along with Ryan Presley is very, very important. And Kendall Graveman has been sensational this year. That's going to be a really nice one-two punch out of the bullpen. Houston made the right moves here. Oakland, they made one weird trade where – they sent Jesus Lazardo to the Miami Marlins in return for center fielder Starling Marte. I thought they gave up a little bit too much for that. You can listen to our reaction about 
that trade uh, on last podcast, but they also make a deal to trade for Jan Gomes, catcher from the Washington Nationals, and Josh Harrison, who's a utility infielder on that Nationals team. They both get traded over to Oakland yesterday, and I understand the Starling Marte move. I still think they gave up way too much. Jesus Lazardo is going to be a very good young pitcher. He's only 24, 25 right now. Uh, other than that, they don't make very many moves in the bullpen. They had traded for Andrew Chafin a few days ago. Oakland is still in it. I mean, you add Starling Marte, absolutely is going to bolster the lineup, which has needed help this year. They can pitch, and if Oakland – keeps playing like this, it's going to be hard to pick against them in a wild card game, especially if they're playing a team like the Yankees or, you know, I don't really know. It, it's just, this is a team that constantly gets no coverage year after year is constantly a very, very solid baseball club. But unfortunately uh, they just don't get the coverage that they you know, should be getting because they are on the West Coast. They are a small market. And to be fair, they don't make very many blockbuster moves. So, yeah, excited to see where this Oakland team ends up being, but they're at least going for it, which is what you like to see. The Seattle Mariners, I mentioned earlier, they traded for Diego Castillo, uh, in that trade they made with Houston, they got back Abraham Toro, who is a switch hitting infielder. He's only 24 years old and has proved to be a very solid player for the Astros. So I like that move for Seattle. Uh, Diego Castillo, they get they get Joe Smith from the Astros. And they were mostly just selling off their relief pitchers. They end up getting Tyler Anderson. Also, who was supposed to be going to Philadelphia in a trade, he's now, he gets rerouted to Seattle. Seattle's only two and a half games behind Oakland. So if they can get any sort of help from their offense out of Abraham Toro or Jake Bowers or one of these guys they end up getting, they could still make the wild card game. And you add Tyler Anderson, who has been, a fine starting pitcher this year. He has been just about average, I would say. And that's that's what you want. You will take as many of those as you can on your team, unless you're the LA Angels and that's all you have. But yeah, Seattle made some interesting moves. Surprised to see them get Tyler Anderson, but they have a big series against the Yankees coming up here. Excited to see what that team looks and plays like when we get to them. The L.A. Angels, they dealt Andrew Haney to the Yankees, and I don't think they make any other moves than that. Uh, In the bullpen, they didn't trade away anyone or for anyone other than Hansel Robles going to the Red Sox. Angels don't do much. Mike Trout's going to be coming back soon. They're a game under 500. they They're out of it this year. Uh, Looks like they're more focused on next year. The Texas Rangers didn't make a lot of moves. They trade away Joey Gallo to the New York Yankees. They get a bunch of prospects in return. Uh, They also make 
that trade earlier in the year, remember, where they traded away Rubnet Odor to the Yankees, and he has been a key part of the team. But what this Rangers team has done is they, when you trade away your best assets like that, you're building for the future. And we just saw them pick Jack Leiter. They have an okay farm system that is on the rise. They get Ezekiel Duran in the Yankees trade, who is a fringe top 100 prospect. And we've seen a guy like Adolis Garcia this year. He's barely under 0.1 for his service time and has been having, like he was an all-star. So they have young guys who are good. They have Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. I'm not nervous about this team's rebuild plan right now. They did the right thing getting rid of Joey Gallo, and I'm very happy that he is a New York Yankee. Of course, they also trade away Kyle Gibson. That deal sent him to Philadelphia, but I'm getting on to the NL East now. So we might as well start with the leader of the NL East prior to getting to Philadelphia, and that would be the New York Mets. But first, uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the MLB Daily Podcast. Uh, We're going to talk about the Mets here, who certainly have made all the moves that they needed to this offseason to put them, or this trade deadline week, to put themselves on the right track to go for a World Series title. Mainly trading for Javier Baez, who has been having a pretty solid season 22 home runs, 13 stolen bases hitting around 250 with almost a 500 slugging percentage. And remember, Francisco Lindor's on the IL. He'll be coming back at some point pretty soon. He only got hurt about two weeks ago. When he comes back, you know, do you ship Baez the second? Do you ship Baez the third? You're going to have two elite shortstops, or at least, at least Baez is – a very, very, very good shortstop. It's just the shortstop depth is so good around the league. It's hard to classify top five, top whatever in my head. I'll have to actually make lists of the guys to do that. But other than that, look, they go out. They also trade for Rich Hill and Trevor Williams. The Mets do. They get two starting pitchers. Rich Hill's interesting because he's now one of their only left-handed pitchers on the roster. And he's been pitching good. 
The Mets have had great starting pitching all year. They could certainly use a boost in the offensive side of things. Getting Javi Baez, sticking him in the middle of that lineup will do wonders, I think, for this Mets team. And yet, right now, they're only three and a half games up on Philly. Uh, They have a big series against the Phillies uh, next weekend. So keep an eye out on the Mets this week. They said to trade away a top prospect to get Baez. We'll talk more about the returns of the trades when I'm back with LJ tomorrow. But yeah, the Mets doing what they need to do. The Philadelphia Phillies, they were also buyers. Like I said, they trade for Kyle Gibson. They trade for Ian Kennedy out of the bullpen. And Ian Kennedy's been really good. Kyle Gibson, who has been good overall on the season, his last few starts have not been good. His stats certainly jumped up in the last month or so. But this is a Phillies team that even though they're a game under 500, they're still only three and a half games back and have a legit chance to not only win the NL East, but make the playoffs and as a wild card, even if they don't. So going out and getting pitching is absolutely the right thing to do. I think that this Phillies lineup is still a bit suspect. I don't think that it's the the best lineup out of these fringe playoff teams but when you have a pitching staff as Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola you had Kyle Gibson to that that's a very solid top three the bullpen has killed them in the past they add Ian Kennedy Ranger Suarez has been pitching really good out of there Jose Alvarado has been up and down you also have Archie Bradley and Hector Neris plenty of late game options for the Phillies and Joe Girardi to work with there so Phillies absolutely buyers the Braves completely remake their outfield with this trade deadline they trade for three outfielders those being Jock Peterson Adam Duvall well excuse me I should say they traded for Jock Peterson earlier in this month they trade for Adam Duvall they trade for where is he Eddie Rosario, who's currently on the injured list. They trade for Jorge Soler, and they still have Jock Peterson as well. So the Braves going all in on their outfield. They also are able to cut a deal for Richard Rodriguez, the closer from the Pittsburgh Pirates. He gets shipped over to Atlanta. They made some of the smartest moves that you could make. They realized that, well, we're not very close to the salary or to the the luxury tax. So we can kind of go out, get Jock Peterson, get Jorge Soler, pick up Eddie Rosario, who's just signed a contract if if, uh, the Indians don't want to keep him. They went out and completely redid an outfield that has been ravaged with injuries this year. Marcelo Zuna. Domestic assault case, also been hurt, also was not hitting good to start the year anyways. Ronald Acuna Jr., who has been nothing short of sensational his entire career, goes down with that brutal torn ACL, and he's out for the year. 
Braves pitching staff has also been ravaged too. So this is a really put together team here. And to go out and get three good hitting outfielders is absolutely, absolutely what Atlanta should have done. Very happy to see them do that. And now, look, you go out, you make all the moves that uh, you should make. Now you just got to win games. It's as simple as that. Show us that you can win games and maybe they have a chance. But right now, I would probably say, ooh, it's tough. Atlanta and Philly are about on the same pedestal where Atlanta's pitching staff is not nearly as good as Philly's, but I think that they have a much better lineup at the current moment. So keep an eye on those two teams because they're going to be battling it out. The Washington Nationals went full sell mode, trading away Max Scherzer and Trey Turner to the L.A. Dodgers. Uh, They don't trade away any... Real Oh, and they traded away Brad Hand, of course, talked about him earlier. But, yeah, the Nationals are selling their players off. They get a huge prospect return for Scherzer and Turner, the Dodgers' top two prospects. But, yeah, clearly they do not care about this year or next year. They are building for the future now, it looks like. And it sucks because that's probably another year and a half of Juan Soto that that is going to be wasted. But yeah, Nationals now just have a really young team. They have to move on from here after trading away two of your franchise pieces. The Miami Marlins, uh, like I said, they traded away Starling Marte. They get back Jesus Lazardo in return. Uh, they didn't really make any other deals. They... In terms of their bullpen, they trade away Yimmy Garcia to the Astros. But other than that, the Marlins have a really strong farm system when it comes to pitching. They just need to find a couple hitters, and hopefully a guy like a Jazz Chisholm Jr. is going to turn out and be a great hitter. Because this has been one of the worst offenses in the league, yet they've had one of the best pitching staffs all around that – had they had an average offense, this is a Miami team that we're talking up there in contention with teams like the Phillies and Braves. But unfortunately, they just can't score runs. They can pitch, but no scoring. And that's where they sit currently. They were sellers. They have a really nice prospects that are going to be coming up soon. Excited to see where what they look like and where they position themselves in a few years. All right. NL Central, try to do these quick. The Milwaukee Brewers trade for Eduardo Escobar, uh, all-star third baseman from the Arizona Diamondbacks. They needed more hitting. They get it with him. Absolutely a good move there. They don't play around with the bullpen too much. End up picking up John Curtis in a deal uh, earlier in the month. But yeah, other than that, I would say the the Brewers are going to run away with the NL Central. They already have a seven-game lead. The top three pitchers, of course, Woodruff, Burns, uh, Freddie Peralta, all nasty. The two in the bullpen are nasty. Going out and getting more hitting is exactly what they needed to do. They are shaping up good. The Cincinnati Reds. 
they were not very active on the trade market at all, really. I don't think they made any moves yesterday and or in general, unless I'm unless I'm missing something huge. I don't think they really traded away anyone. They acquired Luis Sessa from the Yankees. So they added a couple relief pitchers, uh, but oh, and they trade for for uh, Michael Gibbons from Colorado. Okay, so they get a couple relief pitchers, but other than that, not much doing for Cincinnati. The St. Louis Cardinals were certainly active in the trade market as they are able to land Jay Happ and John Lester. I forgot to mention him when I was talking about Washington. I was just so mad that they traded away Scherzer and Trey Turner. John Lester also gets dealt to the St. Louis Cardinals. So the two lefty pitchers, Happ and Lester, are now uh, on the St. Louis Cardinals. Of course, they made a big splash in the offseason with Nolan Arenado. Cardinals, I really don't think that they're going to make the playoffs this year. I commend them for at least trying to go out and get those players, but I really don't see them uh, making any sort of progress here in the second half. The Chicago Cubs, quite possibly the biggest sellers of the trade deadline. They trade away Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant. They trade away Craig Kimbrell, Ryan Tapera. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. They trade away Jake Marisnik. They trade away Javi Baez. Look, we knew that they had all these guys on expiring contracts after this year, and they were going to be free agents. I didn't know that that meant to trade away all of them. The only guys who are left now are Wilson Contreras, Jason Hayward, David Bodie, and Ian Happ. Really, I mean, not a lot left on this Cubs team. And, yeah. They went into the offseason wanting to be sellers, trading away you Darvish. They start off the season really hot in first place. A couple rough weeks put them all the way back down to fourth place now, and they're out of it. So I guess it makes sense if you're out of it. Why not just trade away everybody? But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a it's a weird situation because when you have as much money as they do to spend, you can easily upgrade this team in free agency, but they don't want to spend money, it doesn't look like. So, you know, I'm just I'm confused with the Cubs. That's a good word to put it. The Pittsburgh Pirates, they've been selling off assets since the offseason. They're able to make a few trades though, here where they trade away uh Clay Holmes to the New York Yankees and don't think they made any other big trade. I feel like I'm always missing someone when I am looking here. Uh, no, the Pirates, they kind of trade away everyone prior to, uh, you know, the season starting. They trade away Josh Bell, Jamison Tyone, Joe, Joe Musgrove. Those guys are all dealt in the offseason to teams. And now in the season, they trade away Richard Rodriguez, uh, who is their closer. But uh, other than that, they 
not very active. And pirates, of course, have a far, strong farm system now with all the trades they have been making. So it just depends if they're going to then trade away that farm system once, once you know they get up to the majors. So pirates have been a historically bad team for a long time. And yeah, it makes sense why they're not good this year. All right, NL West, and then we'll get out of here. The San Francisco Giants are first off, and they made quite the splash at the, I guess the trade a deadline buzzer and whatever you want to call it, is they pick up Chris Bryant from the Chicago Cubs who will slide right in at third base or one of the outfield spots on this team. And I guess the Giants saw what the Dodgers did trading for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner and said, oh, like we really got to up our game if we want to be able to not only win this division, which we have a three-game lead on, or the ultimate goal, win the World Series. So they pull out all the stops. They're able to go out and trade for Chris Bryant. They also get a reliever in Tony Watson a few days ago. So look, there's not much to say. Chris Bryant is a, is a giant. Uh, he was very emotional to have to leave the Cubs, but talk about a Giants team that is scary now. I mean, this was a team that already had, I believe, tied for the best record in the league with 64 wins. He had tied with Houston, and now they just add who uh, a potential MVP candidate in Chris Bryant. I say MVP ballot candidate, not to win the MVP, but he'll be on people's ballots. They had, a, they had someone like him. This is going to be a fun team to watch. Should go on to the Dodgers, who are now even more fun to watch. They pick up Max Scherzer. They pick up Trey Turner. Corey Seager just got reinstated from the IL, which means that Max Scherzer and Corey Seager, or Trey Turner and Corey Seager play the same position. They're both top five at their own position, and they're on the same team. I just can't with the Dodgers. They won the World Series last year. They went out. They signed the best free agent in Trevor Bauer. You know, we don't need to talk exactly about what happened with him. He's not on the roster anymore. So they say, okay, we'll just go trade for the top two guys on the trade market because we happen to have such a good farm system. Let me just say it must be nice to have infinite money with the Dodgers. And I know that might be sounding a bit you know, stupid coming from a Yankees fan. But remember, the Yankees didn't go over the luxury tax this year. The only team that wanted to was the L.A. Dodgers. They're still the favorite to win the title. Adding Scherzer and Turner makes them even more of a favorite. If I was a betting man, in which I am, I will be putting money on the L.A. Dodgers right now to win the World Series. The San Diego Padres, they tried to stay very active to try to keep up with what the Dodgers and Giants were doing they were really the first team to add on as they traded for Adam Frazier earlier in the week uh in terms of their pitching staff they didn't really do much uh they don't trade for any bullpen arms really uh and it's interesting they trade for another outfielder in Jake Marisnik I guess the one bullpen bullpen arm they do trade for is is a Daniel Hudson from the Washington Nationals. Uh, 
They're able to pick him up. He's currently on the IL with an undisclosed injury, but he's assuming he's not seriously hurt. He will help out this San Diego back end of the bullpen led by Mark Melanson and Drew Pomeranz. But look, San Diego, they didn't make it. I feel like people, all their focus has gone on to the Dodgers and Giants now because of the huge blockbuster moves they made. Also, you can't count out San Diego. I mean, they pick up Adam Frazier, who an all-star starter this year. His batting average is only, oh, I don't know, 320. So this is another loaded team. They have so many guys now on the bench that are solid hitters as well. You figure a pitching staff, you Darvish, Chris Paddock, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove is all right, but I think I would have liked to see them pick up a starting pitcher instead of a reliever, but it's the Padres. People still very high on them. They're probably going to end up in the wild card game against the Giants, which will be must watch TV. But yeah, Padres certainly don't do anything wrong here. And they're trying to set themselves up for a World Series run. As for Colorado and Arizona, uh, Arizona. I'll start with them, I guess. They trade away Eduardo Escobar. Other than that, they don't really trade away much. I mean, they've been bad this year. There's not much else to trade away out of the bullpen other than Joaquin Soria, who Toronto picked up. But, yeah, they make those two moves. And then Colorado, they trade away Michael Gibbons. And Trevor Story stays with the team. That is one uh, interesting Note, because if the Rockies do offer him a qualifying offer this offseason and he turns it down, the Rockies will get a compensation pick in the draft. So, yeah, that's where we stand right now. All 30 teams I just ran through. But thank you for listening to the MLB Daily Podcast. Be sure to check us out. Instagram, Twitter, wherever. At MLB Daily Pod. TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. Play the trivia game on Twitter. But, yeah, this is Brandon Karam, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 